listening to Confessions of a CEO. This is the show where I'll be taking you behind the laptops and lives of some of the best and brightest female minds in the online business game. The frank, funny, and inspiring chats that we have behind closed doors are about to be revealed. This is the secret sauce that you need to hear that's going to help you and blow your mind at the same time. No fluff, just all of the honest good stuff. I'm your host, Mel Moore. I'm a CEO, embodiment, and business coach for female online entrepreneurs. And I'm also the founder of a boutique, virtual assistant agency. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello again. Okay, so now that we are here, this is going to be the third episode. I thought, what better way to lean into this theme of Confessions of a CEO than to share some of mine and a little bit of my story because all my guests are being so incredibly vulnerable and honest. And I thought, well, there's a bit of backstory for me to tell here on my part to kind of be as vulnerable and honest and open. Um, and I think some of the journey will probably be quite hilarious, will resonate. So let's uh, start by saying I'm a pretty unshockable creature. I came from 15 years supporting artists and talent behind the scenes in the music industry before this. I've lived in London and New York and I've paid my dues and worked really hard and I've done extremely well for myself in the past. I even had my own branding and marketing business in my mid-twenties. I was crazy ambitious even before the business that I have now, just to give you kind of a little bit of an idea of like who I was and what I was doing. I really, really have been privileged enough to see and to work with some of the best singers and minds in the entertainment space. And I've learned things from that level of excellence that I still carry with me today. I have also experienced how the dedication and love of the job absorbed my 20s and how I missed a lot of life. And I've seen a little bit too much of the Me Too movement in the music industry and experienced it myself as well. So when I had a rude awakening and my health collapsed at the age of 31, I shifted out of the industry that I really, really loved and adored, realising that it had left me slightly broken. Whether I was fully ready to leave it behind or not at that time, it definitely felt like my body was saying that it was time I needed a break and I needed to do something differently. I lost my spleen. I had to have a huge open abdomen surgery. Um, Now you can live without your spleen, but it does leave me with a compromised immune system and a long list of countries that I can no longer visit because of the risk of disease and how that would affect my body, my immune system. So it's pretty confronting to wake up at 31, one organ down and to realize that You know, I've spent my 20s living a dream, but forgetting to live my own life. So after a year of healing, I took a job, just any job to slow it all down and figure out what was next. And that job was maternity cover as an executive assistant, something I've always gone in and out of over the years because I'm really well qualified in that area. I've done it over the years so many times and at such a high level that if I walk back into it, I get paid really well. So it seemed like the most sensible thing to do. Um, But trust me when I say that I had to shed a lot of ego to go from high powered Miss Music industry to an EA again. But there was nothing more important than getting my health back on track. And I just figured for the first time in my life, I would slow down and take a year to just do a job where I didn't need to have too much responsibility um, and it was maternity cover so it was literally perfect. My god I loved that job unexpectedly. 
I supported uh, an incredible CEO, um, and I shall call him his lordship. He was one of the longest running CEOs on the British high street um, in the retail landscape and also looked after his creative director, a man I'm forever fond of and will forever be friends with. And we still catch up and I just adore the pair of them. Uh, His lordship would actually wave his hand and make me leave the office if I was still sitting at my desk at five o'clock, which was such a wild concept where the work never used to end and the hours were ungodly and absurdly long in the music industry. So imagine being shushed. What are you still doing here? Don't you have a life? Go, 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 you know, at five o'clock on the dot. And I was like, this is, are you, wow. Okay. Sign me up. This is great. I can recover and I can have a life. So I gained a whole life. I had habits that I could keep to commitments, gym, a social life and colleagues that I genuinely, genuinely adored and have stayed friends with. The stability seemed to suit me. Also, I thought (laughs) I was coming up to a surprising five years in that job, which I never, I've never stayed anywhere that long. And I think I got really comfy as you do. And the retail landscape that the business was working in was getting tougher after Brexit and my job was getting busier. My team was being cut. The same story. People get cut from the team and the responsibilities get dumped on the remaining people. No pay rise expected to do it within the same amount of hours. And it was just piling up on all of us so much that the job was becoming quite unbearable. I was burning out all over again, which was a place that I promised myself that I would never get to. There was just so many more doctor's appointments coming out as a result of that. Health scares, emergency room visits, drugs, endless HR forms and box ticking. We don't make it easy for you to take time off and take care of yourself. It's just like a form for every sickness, a form for this, and you kind of don't get treated as humanly as you want to in that process. And I was even being questioned if I was interviewing for another job because of all my sick time off. There was no one to cover me. So my team would also suffer if I was gone. And in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, all I'm trying to do is to take care of myself after this kind of health event and this just doesn't feel good and I know that there's so many women out there who have the same issue whether it's health or the lack of flexibility around family dynamics and your commitments and these businesses just aren't built to give us that kind of flexibility to take care of ourselves um and it just stopped feeling good so I put in a request for a sabbatical one of only two people in the business who have ever done it and I was like fuck it I'm leaving I'm gonna take a big fat break and I'm gonna do it with the job security because I know I can come back to the job if I want to I consulted my medical team about where was safe for me to go and the far-flung parts of the world um I settled on Southeast Asia and I booked to fly and I got the hell out of there. Six weeks into this three-month sabbatical, I was standing in a rice field in Bali. All of the cliches I know, don't hate me. I video called my wonderful boss and I resigned. I quit. And he said the nicest thing, and I will never forget what he said. He said, Mel, you know what? We should all be doing more of this. We only get one life after all. I mean, I bawled my eyes out grief enjoy relief it still tears me up a little bit now thinking about it because it just really cemented all of the beliefs that I'd had about we need to live and we need to do it in a way that makes more sense for the life that we want which isn't always possible in a nine to five and obviously that's incredibly privileged that I could even take the break that I had the job um, that I could save up to give myself a cushion to leave so Yep, I emailed my landlord straight after that. I gave notice on my London flat like a complete psychopath. Um, My friends moved me and, well, they moved everything 
of all of my belongings into storage for me without me needing to come back. They were absolute angels. So I didn't even touch back down in the UK. I just literally like, you know, mic drop, quit your whole life, blow it all up. Why not? Sure. That's what I did. Um, but what the flying fuck was I doing? You might be thinking, was I having a pre-midlife crisis? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> just wanted different is the only thing I can say I just I'm I'm the kind of person that has started businesses before right so I wasn't a a crazy thing for me to do but it kind of was um definitely think I had some strange phone calls to make after that they weren't all well received about what the fuck I was doing um but I also had a side hustle all the way through that past year um, in the job. Um, and then while I was away as a travel agent, it was pretty shit, pretty shit gig, if I'm honest. I made no real money, but it did lead me to sitting in cafes in Bali with some of the best humans I've ever met. Uh, did lots of digital nomads, people who long before had also quit their jobs, taken their skills online and were traveling. And they were so kind and so helpful. Everyone I met had a story, but just a huge amount of kindness and they helped me they advised me they told me that I should set up as a virtual assistant a thing that I'd never really heard of I just don't know how I hadn't heard of that being exec assistant I thought wow so I'd able to be in charge of my hours uh what I got paid who I worked for worked for and what I did it just seemed like an incredible idea and I thought you know what if there's ever a time to do it it's going to be right now because the overheads to kind of base myself and stay in Bali for a long time was so ridiculously cheap and of course it was a very nice life so now you know a little bit of the backstory on my next solo episode I'm going to share the (laughs) rather eventful journey of starting that virtual assistant business what I learned along the way as I set up what my first year looked like even what I earned why I came back to the UK and what I do differently and the challenges the outcomes the things that really paved the way for the business that I have now which is obviously the virtual assistant agency um, and the coaching business teaching women um, how to have their own businesses um, online and to thrive and do it their way as well um, so I hope you tune in for the next episode um, when I talk a little bit more about that because it's been one hell of a journey um, and I will see you on the next episode thank you so much for listening I'm so grateful you hit play and if you liked what you heard please leave a review especially on Apple and hit subscribe so you never miss a new episode If you love this and think someone else would too, then don't be shy. Share it with them. Let's inspire even more women. And every year I will be offering one woman a coaching scholarship. And the time is now. So if you think you know someone who would benefit from three months of one-to-one business coaching with me, head to the show notes and you'll find all the details and the link to apply. Good luck.